Hey, fam. Hello. 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 Family, I'm coming here with a word, okay? And today, I don't even know what this word is about, but <laughs> we're going to let the Holy Spirit flow. I just heard my father say, he said, give a word. And I said, by what? I said, okay, Lord, by what? And he was like, just let it flow. So we just going to let it flow. And that's a word right there. Like now that I say it out loud, let the Lord just flow in your midst. Allow him to have room to move. And it's where we are coming into a point in our lives where we are facing the Red Sea. Okay. And we see the enemy behind us. He's coming. And we're just looking like, Lord, but you're, you just brought me here. And what else? Let him move. Give him time to flow, okay? Let's go to Exodus, right? Exodus 14. Um, I'm going to read you the whole thing. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Order the Israelites to turn back and camp by Pathiroth between Migdal and the sea camp there along the shore across from Baal-Siphon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness and once again I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. You have to understand, right, that the Lord is in full control Full control, okay? Full control. First, I need you to know that God loves you. Despite it all, he loves you no matter what he loves you. So let me just put that on the table. God loves you. And I was listening to Billy Graham, one of his shorts. And he said, the closer you get to to Jesus, closer you get to the Lord, the more sinful you realize you are. And that is the truth. Okay, because the closer I get to Jesus, the the more I realize I reek of sin. You feel me? Think about Peter when, when, when Jesus revealed himself to Peter. He said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. It's the truth. You know. Think about, wasn't it um, Jeremiah that was like he was too young? I believe even Isaiah was like, uh, or maybe it was, I think it was Zechariah. I got to get it, but it was Zechariah. I know Zechariah. Okay, we're going to go there to that in a second because I feel led to go there. But let's finish reading this. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After the Egyptians will, after this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. So sometimes the Lord's going to tell you to do something and you're going to be confused. You're going to be sitting there like, but Lord, this don't make no sense. <laughs> this don't make no sense. Why are you telling me you, you see that my enemy is right there? Why are you telling me just to be still? Why are you telling me to rest? Why are you telling me to lean on you? Don't you see that it's things that we got to get done? Don't you see that it's things that, that has to be done? I don't have time to rest, Lord. How many of us had that moment? Uh, let me tell you, I'm the first one to be like, Lord, you see all hell breaking loose and you telling me to be still? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be in my Peter bag and start slashing ears. What do you mean be still? 
But trust him, okay? Trust him. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done letting all those Israelite slaves get away, they asked. So Pharaoh hard, hardened so Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with his commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel who had left with fists raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore near whatever that word is, across from Val Siphon. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up in panic when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt, we said? Leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Let me tell you something. When the Lord breaks you through, when the Lord starts leading you out, don't think that your former life was better. Don't think that you had it better when you were in captivity because that is a lie from the pits of hell. That is deception from the pits of hell. Because let me tell you something. Jesus said he came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. And you got to trust God. You got to lean on God and not your understandings of what you think your life should be like. But you have to go to the author and the finisher. And you have to believe what he said about you is so. It's just believing it. And let me can I tell you the truth. Sometimes it is hard to believe what God said. It's hard. But you believe him anyway. You trust him anyway. Some days you're not going to always feel like this is this is what God says is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be days where you're going to be like that. Be real with him and tell him how you feel. Because God's word is not going to return back to him void. Did you see that he told Moses exactly what was going to happen? I'm going to heart in Pharaoh's heart. He's going to come after you. But I am going to show you that I am Lord. And that is what God is saying to you in this process. Pharaoh is coming after you, but in the midst, I will show him that I am Lord. That very thing that is standing in your way, says the Lord, I will make a way through it. I will make a way so you can walk through it, says the Lord. But you got to believe him. You got to believe him. Just believe him. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. We have to realize Moses was in the same situation as the Israelites. But he turned to God. And and he listened to what God said. He believed what God said. He said, just stay calm. Just hold your peace. And that is what you have to do. Stay calm. Hold your peace. The Lord himself will fight for you. Believe that. Trust God because he will do it. He's going to do it. 
already finished. It's already done. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. That is a command from the Lord. Do not be afraid. You shall come out victorious, says the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Do you understand that if Moses would have spoke what the Lord said to him just now out loud, the Israelites would have talked down on it? They would have been like, that don't make no sense. Because when God says a thing to you, it's not going to make sense to other people. It's not going to make sense to other people. I got to say this to you again. It's not going to make sense to other people. God gave you a vision. Okay. And that vision ain't for everybody. Sometimes people have to wait for the vision to come to life. They have to wait for the Lord to wake that vision up. And then they will see that this is what the Lord said. The Lord sure did have his way in your life. The Lord sure did have his hand on you. And in this blessing that the Lord is bestowing to you, you it's going to be more than what you can handle. When the Lord gives you the provisions to, to, to break through, to walk through the, the, the sea that you thought you were going to drown in, when he provides that dry ground for you to just walk through. You are going to bring others with you. This is not just about you. This suffering is not just about you. It's for his people. It's for his sheep. It's for his flock. Yes, the Lord, he loves you too. He cares about you too. But you got to know that it's not just about you. Your suffering is not just about you. When Christ suffered on the cross, it wasn't about him. It was about God's people. It was about restoring all humanity back to God. That's what it was about. That was his father's will. Because as you see, in Jesus' own words, he didn't deserve to hang on that cross. We did. But he carried our sins. So if we are his followers, don't you think that we're going to have to carry each other's sins? Don't you think that you, that is just not just about you when you follow Christ. Don't you think you've got to become selfless? Don't you think you got to keep pouring? No, despite what you are going through, despite the pain. Family, that's the mindset that I have because I never want people to come and think my life is peaches and cream because it's not. But one thing I will always do, I will always pour out to people because in my suffering, it's not just about me. I know that it's somebody else that needs to hear what I have went through. I know once you hear what I went through and you see the Lord's redemption on me, you won't have hope in what the Lord can do. When I could tell you that I was a mess, that the Lord decided to come and leave the 99 to come and get me. Once you see that he left the 99 to come get me, it gives you hope that he will leave the 99 to come get you. The Lord met me in the pig pen. And who am I? I'm nothing but dust and ashes. So you don't think he would come and get you? It's not just about you. This miracle that the Lord is working in your life 
on right as we speak. This miracle that the Lord is opening. He is opening the windows of heaven. And he, I can see him about to just pour. He's just about to pour on you. It's not just about you. It's about the others that's coming with you. The others that he is breaking out. It's about that. So I need you to pick up your staff and follow the instructions of the Lord. To the land he said he was giving you. And it says. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. You see how the Lord, he's not surprised. He was never caught off guard when the, when the Israelites started chasing after his people. He was never caught off guard, family. Never was he caught off guard about what was happening. Never was he. He said, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Because ain't don't nothing get past the Lord. So you sitting there and you sitting there right now and you letting all these worries consume you. You let all this doubt consume you. And the Lord said, didn't I tell you it was finished? Didn't I tell you it was done? Didn't I speak those words to you? Before I took my last breath, didn't I say it was finished? And who is he to lie? Listen, he says, my great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. The Lord is using you to display his glory and it's going to look like the total opposite. You're going to look forsaken. You're going to look mocked. You're going to look humiliated. But it's because the Lord says, I'm showing people my glory through you. Do you understand when Jesus on that cross, he was humiliated. He was mocked. He was betrayed. He felt forsaken. Do you not understand that part? So who are you? Who are we to feel like I, I I just feel like the Lord just left me. I just feel like this whole time I haven't been hearing the voice of the Lord. I just want to give up. Who are we to say that to God? You are to glorify him in the suffering because you got to be like, I can see the enemy's troops. I can see his chariots and charioteers chasing after me. So I know that I'm going in the right direction of glory. Because one thing I know is that I won't give up on my God. I won't give up on my Jesus. Listen, you got to have that boldness that comes over you. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, listen, even if our God doesn't come get us in the fire, we will not bow down. They watched them th- turn that heat up seven times hotter. And they still said, we ain't bowing. We not bowing. The bow. They said, uh-uh, no. Even with it turned up seven times hotter, I'm not bowing down. And that is what the Lord is looking for. Are you still going to not bend when the enemy comes up against you? Will you still be loyal even when the enemy comes up against you? Or will you forget about me? Will you forsake me? That is what the Lord is speaking to. Day. Whew, listen, 
There's a word for me, y'all. Then the, the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of the cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptians and the Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and the Israelites did not approach each other all night. Because my God's in control. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea. And the Lord opened a path through the water with a strong east wind. Who See, I, I, can, I can hear the Lord saying. He said, I'm bringing that strong east wind to your life. You're going to see that strong east wind. And you're going to see my sovereignty. You're going to see my power. You are going to marvel at my righteousness, says the Lord. You will know that I alone am Lord. You are going to put all... All the idols to shame that my children worship. I'm using you, says the Lord. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said, I'm bringing that strong ease wind into your life. Who Jesus. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. Who? So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Who? That same river who you see that strong waves just crashing into each other. And you like, Lord, how are we going to get through? These waves is too strong, Lord. I can't make it to the other side. The Lord says, I'm opening up a way through that water. I'm opening up that way through that hindrance. I'm opening up a way through that blockage, says the Lord. That's what he said he going to do. And that's what he's doing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Who I said, he said, even the ones who is doubting me, I still will show you that I alone am Lord. Who you've been looking, says the Lord. He says, you've been searching, says the Lord. And I will show you that I alone am God. And when you get over to the other side, I'm going to ask you, why did you doubt me? Who Jesus, when I save you, I'm going to ask you, why did you doubt me? Who Jesus, because you ain't able to doubt him no more. After he moves in your life life. You're not going to be able to doubt him no more. You are going to know that he is Lord. Do you hear me? You are going to know that he is the King of Kings who, and the Lord of Lords. You will be professing the name of Jesus everywhere you go because he has made a way for you. Who Jesus? I'm telling you. He said, so the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers, chased them through the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud. And he threw their forces into total confusion. Let me tell you something. That enemy, I decree and I declare today in the mighty name of Jesus that that enemy that is chasing you that army that is chasing you that the Lord shall throw them into confusion in the name of Jesus that they will begin to fight against each other in the name of Jesus that is what I'm speaking into your life today in the name of Jesus that same enemy that's after you is going to be thrown in confusion. Do you hear me? In the name of Jesus, I just need you to say, I believe it, Lord. And if you're having a hard time believing it, say, help me overcome my unbelief, Jesus. I believe you. Just help me overcome this unbelief. That's all the Lord is asking. He's asking for your faith today in the name of Jesus. Whew. 
Who he twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting them against Egypt. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Who, Jesus? See, that enemy, he thought. Remember a couple episodes back, we was talking about that movie Enough. And I was telling you how that part at the end when the man was training her how to fight. And he said, hold on to my voice. He said, hold on to my voice. Who he said, like that coward he is, he gonna try to kick you when he see you down. He is gonna try to kick you, and that's what the enemy's trying to do. He sees you down, and he's trying to kick you. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you what the Lord is telling me to say. He's he's going. He said, I'm fighting for you. He didn't see me coming. He didn't know when I was gonna show up. He thought he had you. He thought he was gonna kick you. But now we about to hit him with that one too. Says the Lord. The Lord said we about to hit him with that one too. We about to hit him with that bank bank says the Lord. That's what's about to happen in the name of Jesus because he thought he had my child. He thought that I gave up on my child. He thought I was going to hand over my child. That's what the Lord said. But he said I got something for that. That's what the Lord said. He said I got something for that. I got something for that. (laughs) When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses raise your hand over the sea again. Who? Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and the chariots and the charioteers. The Lord needs your obedience. That's all he's asking for is your obedience in what he has told you to do. And the Lord said, be still, be still. And the Lord said, move, you move. And the Lord said, whatever the Lord said, if he said it, do it. If he says, just raise your hands and praise me, worship me. That's what you need to do. Obedience is the key. Obedience is the key. Okay. Hear me. Obedience is the key. When the Lord tells you something, you believe it. But faith without works is dead. Your works is the obedience part. Do you hear me? (laughs) So the sun began to rise. Moses to began to rise. I'm sorry. Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers and the entire army of Pharaoh. Of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. As the water stood up like a wall on both sides. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with all before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. After the Lord brings you into this dry ground child, after he bring you into this dry ground child, people are going to believe in the Lord first and foremost, because that's who you bring in glory to. But people, the same ones that doubted you, the same ones that said you was crazy, the same ones that said there's something wrong with you, maybe you ain't hear that correctly. That don't make no sense. Them same people that mocked you, they gonna start believing, okay, you, 
you, you, you, you know what you're talking about. The Lord surely speaks to you. That's what people want to say. The Lord surely speaks to you. Let me tell you something. It's a purpose for people mocking you. Because that's how the Lord shows off his glory. Because you might come in the room and say, the Lord told you to do this. And he might tell you to start a business. And you got negative $50 in your account. And people are like, you don't got good money management skills. But you held on to the Lord's voice. You hear me? You held on to his voice. And you believed what he said. And when they come back to that business flourishing, them same people that was like, you don't got good money management skills, they're going to be asking you, can we get a job? Can you hire us? That's what's going to happen in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you because my God is good. And that's how he shows off his glory. You got to get mocked for a little bit. You got to get humiliated for a little bit. Because the Lord said, I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to show people my glory through you. I'm going to show them how good I am. I'm going to show them my grace through you. I'm going to show them my mercy through you. The Lord knows what he's doing, child. He knows what he's doing. Hold on. Let's go to Isaiah 43 real quick. Listen, I know the Lord know what he's doing because, listen, I was just sitting here. He was like, go in here and make a word. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know. And he said, just let it flow. And, listen, we've been flowing. How long is worth it for 24 minutes, we just been flowing because my God's word is so obedience is the key, child. Just listening to what the Lord said is the key. Let's go to Isaiah 43. Let's go to, um, well, let's, I'm going to read it to you from the top, from the tippity top. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burnt up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. You hear the Lord talks to you? He talking to you. He said, I know you see that. I see you see them waves fighting each other. I know that river that's placed before you looks dangerous. But will you still walk on the water? Will you still come after me? Will you still follow me? Or will you doubt me? Will you turn back? Will you try to go back into captivity or will you walk on the water? I told you, you will not drown. When you feel the heat from the furnace being turned up, will you deny my name? Or will you go in the fire and know it will not consume you? Will you allow me to take you to this next level, says the Lord. I'm showing you a new side of me. I'm bringing you closer in the name of Jesus. Mm. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from the east. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Bring them out 
Bring out the people who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. Gather the nations together. Excuse me. Assemble the people of the world. Which of their idols has ever foretold such a thing? Which can predict what will happen tomorrow? Where are the witnesses of such predictions? Who can verify that they spoke the truth? But you are my witness, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. You are, you have been chosen to know me, believe in me and understand that I alone, I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been and there never will be. The Lord says, listen, he's talking to you. He says, you are my servant. You have been chosen to know me and to believe in me. You don't get to choose Jesus. Jesus chooses you. Didn't he say that? He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. To believe in him. To know him. To see that he alone is God. And there never will be another one. He chose you. I need you to pick up your mat and walk. I need you to go and walk on water. That's what I need. I need you to go in that furnace. I need you to walk on that dry ground. Because he alone is God. And if the Lord took you, he's going to bring you through it. If he took you there, he's going to bring you through it. If you get up to that Red Sea, it's because he brought you there. Just trust him. Ah, yes, I am the Lord, and there is no other Savior, for I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. He's telling you about future things. He said, I already knew this was going to happen. I already warned you that this was going to happen. I predicted it. I told you what was going to happen. You might have pushed it off to the side. You might have even, some of you might have even said, oh, that was the devil talking. But no, that was the Lord predicting to you what happened. You can't always blame the enemy. Because sometimes the Lord brings you to the Red Sea. Because that's how you see his glory. It's by bringing you there. Yeah, the enemy's army, he probably chasing you. But the Lord brought you to the Red Sea for a purpose. It's for a purpose. The enemy ain't bring you there. The the Lord brought you there. And it's for a purpose. And and after he rescues you, he says, I'm proclaiming it to the world. He is going to sit you on this firm foundation he has been telling you about. And you will confess his goodness. You will profess his faithfulness. You will tell people all that the Lord has done for you. All those tears you cried was just water in the seas of your harvest. You didn't know that, did you? And if you didn't know, you did. But if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. No foreign God has ever done this. You are my witness that I am I am the only God, says the Lord, from eternity to eternity. I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. No one can undo what God has done. 
Don't ever feel like the Lord has brought you somewhere and he's left you because that is farther from the truth. That is a lie straight from the pits of hell. Because he said, first of all, he will never leave you nor forsake you. But right here, he said, no one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. And the Lord has made you promises. If you are under the sound of my voice, the Lord has made promises to you. If you follow this ministry, it's the Lord has made some promises to you. And nobody can undo what he has promised you. Okay. No circumstance can undo what he promised you. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives stuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. He said, I called forth that army. That army that's chasing you, I called them forth. I told them to go chase you. But this is what he said. He said, I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. (laughs) They thought that they had you. They thought they had you, but they got to be quicker than that. They got to be quicker than that. Okay. They got to be quicker than that because they thought they had you. (laughs) Oops. You just missed it. I see the enemy in the spirit. He just missed it. He went to go grab you, but he missed it. He almost had you, but he missed it. (laughs) I see him just fumbling the ball. I see him fumbling the ball and you start running up field with the ball. I see it in the spirit. You got to see it in the spirit. I see him just fumbling the ball. and You just pick it up and you just start going in the name of Jesus. I hear touchdown in the spirit. Hallelujah. I hear that was the winning. That was the winning touchdown of the game. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? (laughs) Just believe him. Because the Lord said, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Look at yourself in the mirror and say, do I not see it? Do I not see it? Do I not see it? I need you to say that. Do I not see it? Look at your life. Look at how much the Lord, look at his hand in your life. Look at all of what the Lord has done for you thus far. He says, do you not see it? Do you not see how many times I have proved to you that I'm here? Every time that your back was up against the wall, I saved you. It's times you don't even know about that I saved you. It was people I kept you from and you didn't know the harm that they had for you. You didn't know the thoughts that they really thought about you and I kept you from them. I have your back, says the Lord. If you really knew everything that I have kept away from you. But I let you see 
certain things. It's certain things, certain battles I allowed you to see. Do you not see it? Do you not see it? Some people you have got ghosted. You have got betrayed by people. And the Lord is saying, you don't see what I did? You don't see how I protected you? Did you not see it? He said, well, I'm about to make it crystal clear for you. You're about to, it's it's, it's about to be transparent, says the Lord. You are about to see all that I have been waiting to give you. All of the things that you thought that I was just keeping away from you. You are about to see it. You are about to proclaim my faithfulness. You are about to overcome saying by the blood of my lamb and the word of my testimony. That's what the Lord says. By the blood of the lamb, and by the blood of the, t- about, I said by the blood of the, t- by the word of the testimony, you are about to overcome. Okay, believe that. He says, "I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me, and the jackals are out too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland, so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world." But dear family of Jacob, but he, you see, he said, and they will honor me before the whole world. You're going to testify of God's goodness. I'm telling you that now you are going to testify of God's goodness. I'm just be prepared. Get, get your, get your testimony voice ready. <clears throat> Cause the Lord, he's about to, he's about to do it. You think it's farther than what it is. It's right at the door. I'm telling you, as soon as you open the door, I see you opening the door in the spirit and all of God, all of what God has been keeping is just falling out. Everything that you have just been praying for, all the things that you've been asking the Lord. He says, I've been storing it in heaven for you. For this time, I've been storing everything you have been praying about, everything you have been toiling about. I have been keeping it and I've brought you to this door. And as soon as you open it, says the Lord, everything's going to fall out. (laughs) Everything's going to fall out. He said it's going to be overwhelming to you. You're about to get showered with the 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 goodness of God. I don't listen. Brace yourself because you're gonna open this door and you're not expecting all of what's about to happen. You're not expecting it all to fall out. You are you 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 just can't because your ways are not like His ways and your thoughts are nothing like His thoughts. You can't even think or imagine what's inside of this door that you are standing right in front of. I see you standing right in front of this door. is huge in the spirit. It's a huge door in the spirit. You look like a little ant compared to the door and you just opening it. You opening it with the key of David. Hallelujah. You opening this door. And when you see everything that's going to fall out, child, you're going to be like sorrow where? Mourning where? I was crying when? <laughs> you are going to understand what God meant when he said he's going to wipe the tears and there shall be no more crying. There shall be no more mourning. There shall be no more death. You will understand what he was meaning when you open this door. Okay. 
Because you are bringing heaven down to earth. This door that you are standing at is the door of heaven. And you are opening it. And when you open this door, when this latch comes off this door, when that boat lock comes off this door and it opens, I'm telling you now, you're bringing heaven to earth. <laughs> okay? That you're bringing heaven to earth. But dear family of Jacob, you refuse to ask for my help. You have grown tired of me, O Israel. You have not brought me sheep or goats for burnt offerings. You have not honored me with sacrifices, though I have not burdened you, burdened and wearied you with requests for grain offerings and frankincense. You have not brought me fragrant columns or pleased me with fat from sacrifices. Instead, you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your faults. Yes, I, yes, I alone will blot your sins out for my own sake and never think of them again. Let us review the situation together and you can present your case to prove your innocence. From the very beginning, your your first ancestors sinned against me. All your leaders, excuse me, all your leaders broke my laws. That is why I have disgraced your priest and I have decreed complete destruction for Jacob and shame for Israel. Child, listen, <laughs> it's a rising and it's a falling happen in this hour. The first shall be last and the last shall be first in this season. Let me tell you something. It's some people that just been slinging that name of Jesus around like it was just a regular name. It's some people that was using that name of Jesus just for personal gain, just for financial gain. But let me tell you something. Where there's a falling, there is a rising. Do you hear me? There is a remnant of people that God is raising up. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And think it not strange that we are entering into fall. And when we enter into this fall, you will see the falling of the people that the Lord has decreed. Okay? People are being put to shame in this season. Okay? In the name of Jesus. The last thing I want to take you to, I believe it's the last thing, but you never know because the Lord, he just having his way today, okay? He having his way today. Go to Zechariah chapter 1. Go down to, go down to verse 2. I, the Lord, was very angry with your ancestors. Therefore, say to the people, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says, return to me. And I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Don't be like your ancestors who will not listen or pay attention when the earlier prophet said to them, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies say. Turn from your evil ways and stop all your evil practices. Where are your ancestors now? They and the prophets are long dead. But everything I said through my servants, the prophets, prophets happened to your ancestors, just as I said, as a result. They repented and said, we have received what we deserved from the Lord of heaven's armies. He has done what he said he would do. Don't be like, we can't be like our ancestors, y'all. We got to be curse breakers. And curse breakers is all in your obedience. It's all in listening to what God says. It's all about putting away our idols. Putting them to death. When I say put them away, don't just put them in the closet. No, we are to smash our idols. We are to smash them. We are to, if a person, if a sinner entices, we are to turn the other way. It's obedience. 
Listening to what God says. Yielding to his spirit. Yielding to his convictions. Repenting and going the opposite way of what the world is going. If you're walking in the direction of the world, it's time to repent. It's time to turn and go the other way and say, Lord, I don't want to do those things. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to practice these evil practices that these people do. I don't want to to look like the world. I don't want to get in front of you. And I'm so dirty by sin that you don't even recognize me. Can let that sit in your, in your heart for a second. Do you want to, not even for a second, keep this in your heart forever. Okay, forever. (laughs) Forever. I never want to get before God, before Jesus, before my my, my sin offering. Because he was my sin offering. I never want to get before my sin offering, Jesus Christ. And I'm so dirty in sin that he says, I don't know you. I never want that to happen for me or for you. I don't want those things to happen. I don't want him to be like, Jane, you never allowed me to wash you in the blood. I don't want to hear him say that to you either. Why didn't you let me wash you? I I poured my blood out for you. I never want him to look me in the eyes or me to have to see him. I mean, I know it. I know clearly it's going to be some people because hell ain't empty. Hell is not empty. But I know it's going to break his heart. And, and, and the God, the, the spirit that lives in me, the Holy Spirit that lives in me, I don't, I know it breaks his heart to say, I don't know you. I know it does. Don't let this world turn you into somebody different. Mm-mm-mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, that's what. Oh, so the next thing I was talking about was actually Zephaniah. So let's go to Zephaniah real quick. Because I want to show you how fast the Lord can use you. He can just use you so fast. We be making the process harder than what it got to be. Was it the... No, is it, is it Sephaniah? Okay, it might not have been Sephaniah. It might be Zechariah, what I'm talking about. But I just want to give you an example of how fast the Lord can move. Okay. Uh, Zechariah chapter 3. And it says, then the angel showed me Jeshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser Satan was there at the angel's right hand, making accusations against Jeshua. And the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Yes, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Joshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the others standing there, take off his filthy clothes. And turning to Joshua, he said, see, I have taken away your sins and I'm giving you these fine new clothes. My God is good. Then I said they should also place a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean priestly turban on his head and dressed him in new clothes while the angel of the Lord stood by. 
Then the angel of the Lord spoke very solemnly to Joshua and said, This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. If you follow my ways and carefully serve me, then you'll be given authority over my temple and its courtyards. I will let you walk among the others standing here. Listen to me, O Joshua, the high priest, and all you other priests. You are symbols of things to come. Soon I am going to bring my servant, the branch. Now look at the jewel I have set before Joshua, a single stone with seven faucets. I will engrave an inscription on on it, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, and I will remove the sins of this land in a single day. And on that day, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, each of you will invite your neighbors to sit with you peacefully under your own grapevine and fig tree. Listen, y'all. Listen. 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 It's just that easy to just switch your garment. It's just that easy for God to switch your garment. It's just that easy for God to 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 put the finer things on you, to cleanse you. It's just that easy. He says, if you just follow me, if you carefully listen to what I tell you, he will lift you up. He will elevate you. Hold on to his voice. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah, hold on. Um, hold on. Okay, let's go to Isaiah chapter 1. And let's go down to... Verse. All right, let's go to verse two. Listen, O heavens, pay attention, earth. This is what the Lord says. The children I raised and cared for have rebelled against me. Even an ox knows his owner, and a donkey recognizes its master's care. But Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. Oh, what a sinful nation they are, loaded down with a burden of guilt. They are evil people, corrupt children who have rejected the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. Why do you continue to invite punishment? Must you rebel forever? Your head is injured and your heart is sick. You are battered from head to foot, cut with bruises, welts, and infected wounds without any soothing ointments or bandages. You can, your country lies in ruins and your towns are burned. Foreigners plunder your fields before your eyes and destroy everything they see. Beautiful Jerusalem stands abandoned like a watchman's shelter in a vineyard, like a lean on its, like, I'm sorry, like a lean to in a cucumber field. After the harvest, like a helpless city under siege, if the Lord of Heaven's army had not spared a few of us, we would have been wiped out like Sodom, destroyed like Gomorrah. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. 
What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, you act. Who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgust me. As for you, as for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourself and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. Come now. Let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. If you only obey me, you have plenty to eat. But if you turn away and refuse to listen, you will be devoured by the sword of your enemies. I, the Lord, have spoken. Mm. See how Jerusalem, once so faithful, has become a prostitute? Once the home of justice and righteousness... She is now filled with murders. Once like pure silver, you have become like worthless slag. Once so pure, you are now like watered down wine. Your leaders are rebels, the companions of thieves. All of them love bribes and demand payoffs, but they refuse to defend the cause of orphans or fight for the rights of widows. Therefore, the Lord of heaven's armies, the mighty one of Israel says, I will take revenge on my enemies and I will pay my foes. I will raise my fist against you. I will melt you down and skim off your slag. I will remove all your impurities. Then I will give you good judges again and wise counsel like you used to have. Then Jerusalem again will be called the home of justice and the faithful city. Zion will be restored by justice. Those who repent will be revived by righteousness. But rebels and sinners will be completely destroyed. And those who desert the Lord will be consumed. You you will be ashamed of your idol worship in groves of sacred oaks. You will blush because you worship in gardens dedicated to idols. You will be like a great tree with withered, withered leaves, like a garden without water. The strongest among you will disappear like straw. Their evil deeds will be the spark that sets it on fire. They and their evil works will burn up together and no one will be able to put out the fire. Family, we doing an altar call. In the name of Jesus, and this altar call is the call you enter repentance. I'm talking the kind of repentance where you humble yourself before God. I'm talking about the kind of repentance where you tell the Lord you're going to turn away from your wicked ways and that you crush your idols and you set them on fire and you say, I don't want no parts of that no more. I want to serve you, the true and living God. Because as you can see, The Lord is separating the wheat from the tare. He is separating the right 
the upright to to the wicked, okay? The righteous and the wicked is going to be a separation. It's going to be a line of demarcation. And at that time, you're not going to be able to say that. But Lord, I didn't know because I'm telling you right now. The Lord is saying, turn away from your sins and come be cleansed in the blood of Jesus. Come be cleansed in my blood, says the Lord. While there is still time, be cleansed in the name of Jesus. Because the time is coming where each person will have to take accountability for their sins. So be cleansed in the blood. We just see how quickly the Lord can change your garment. Allow him to change your garment in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for y'all and then I'm going to let y'all go. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm praying for this child that's listening to the sound of my voice, Lord. I'm praying that you penetrate their heart, Father. I'm praying that they will know that you alone are God, Lord. I'm praying, Lord, that they are cleansed in your blood. I'm praying that all their iniquities will be washed away. I pray that their sins will be forgiven, Lord. I pray that they will be counted as righteous, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm praying that you have your way in their life and that your will will be done, that you alone will be God in their life, Lord. And that's in the name of Jesus that I pray, Father. It's in that name that's exalted above every name that I pray that your child begins to, to get to know, get to know the power in the name, get to know, get to have a relationship who, with the person that is called by that name, Lord, in the name of Jesus, because that is the only only way to experience eternal life, Father, is to know you, Jesus, is to know in who you are, to trust in you, to believe in you, Lord. And I pray that they get to experience that eternal life, Jesus, that you offer, Lord, that you are just, you're just standing there and you're waiting to just give, Father. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. (laughs) So family, I'm going to let y'all go. Go go get to repenting, child. Listen, you're just about to get to repenting too. Go get to repenting in the mighty name of Jesus. And he say, Lord, anything in me that doesn't please you, just reveal it to me, Father, so I can turn away from it, Lord. I want you to be Lord in my life. I want you to be God alone. I want you to sit on the throne of my heart, Jesus. That's what the Lord is waiting to hear. He don't want, he's not going to want to hear, but Lord, I did this and Lord, I did that. He don't want to hear that. He want, he want, he's going to want to know why. Why didn't you ever get to know me? What can, you allowed your sins to keep you away from me. You better get them sins washed in the blood, girl. You hear me? (laughs) So I love y'all family so, so, so much. Let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.